tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know I am. You know I am. I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Join me on the uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Xavier Guerrero. What's up? Uh, I hear big things are happening for we don't smoke the same. New studio, we rocking. New vibes. Someone Look got fired. That. Somebody, <laughs> somebody's the alpha male of weed smokers, and on the ones and twos, the man to know him and to love him, Jay Nice. Johnny Woodard, how up? are you, buddy? I'm I'm okay. Second second time we're doing this intro, so if there's Johnny, a little weird energy, up. that's why. They don't need to know what happens <laughs> behind the curtain. Why'd you do that, Johnny? Listen, guys, big announcement. The tickets for the big 500th go on sale Friday. This Friday, that's right. Grab your tickets now. What's the name of the place going to be at? Diversion. Diversion Amusements. Diversion Amusements. Diversion Amusements. Your your tongue is just in revolt. It really is. It hates me right now. Diversion Amusements, and the ticket's going to be there. going to be two shows. First show is the 500th episode, and then the second show is, in fact, a stand-up comedy show. Grab your tickets only at samtriply.com. I've seen videos of the place where... Gonna be playing. It looks pretty cool, it's right? It's fun. It's got the arcade. It's yeah. got a. It's got a couple bars. It's gonna be great. Maybe Tom, how many tickets though? So these you got to get them quick. So listen. So what happened because of this COVID stuff? The tickets went from three hundred to two fifty, and if they sell real quick, they said they would petition that another fifty. So. Grab your tickets quick. It's this Saturday. We're gonna work on a deal with this. We're working on a deal right now with this. Uh, casino called the Golden Gate. It's one of my favorite casinos, and it's on uh, Fremont Street. And we're working on getting a discount for people who come there. So we're working on that. But just so you know, tickets go on sale this Friday. Uh, available exclusively at samtriplee.com. Now, I also have some new dates up there. As you can see there, I have two new dates. I am now doing tiny venues. I'm doing small venues to work on new material. I'm talking to Calum about it. I can't do new material in front of packed shows. I just can't do it. I want I want to do like 50-seaters, 80-seaters. There are two places, Simi Valley and Moretta, okay? Murrieta. Murrieta. Murrieta, California. Murrieta, California. You love doing that Hispanic. <laughs> Murrieta. Both those tickets, small venues. They will sell out quickly. Go to samtriplee.com. Okay. Also, we're going to be, I'm very excited. Our tickets are moving quickly for our Spokane and our Tacoma shows. I think the Tacoma show is already sold out. Here's the thing. Some of you guys are asking us, are they going to do mandatory vaccine passports? We have talked to the club at this moment. Those aren't happening. Okay, I will not do a show if they ask you to have a mandatory passport. 
We will not be doing those shows. That is agreed upon. It's not happening. I won't participate in fascism. Okay? So, no, as of this moment, they're not asking for passports. At any show he performs at. At any show I perform in, I will not do it. And if, and guess what? If, if they ask, you'll know because the show will get canceled. So just go to samtriplee.com for all of my gigs. Yeah, August uh, 26th, I'm at Merlietta. 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 I'm doing a rival coffee. That's where I'm at. And then on the uh, then September 3rd, we're at Spokane, then Tacoma on the 4th. And then Simi Valley on September 8th. I'm at a pizza place. I don't care. I'm here to rock, bro. New dates are coming. New dates are coming. Pizza, uh, huh? Pizza. Weird. Okay. So, yeah. Is there yeah, a basement? Johnny, Is there a basement feel? in that one? Johnny, how do you doing? feel about what that? You, you feel doing? better doing that, Johnny? <laughs> Guys, if you're looking for premium content, all you have to do is go to samtriplee.com under links. They have all three of my premium content shows. Tim Fall Hat Zero, Conspiracy Social Club. Uh, we Don't Smoke the Same is on there. And then Broken Sim. Yes, we just did a one last night. It's going to be on there by the time this episode's out. So. It got a little political last night. Yeah, oh. I think I think it's just the place we don't do conspiracies. That's how I view Broken Sim. Okay, I'm down with that. It's, it's my comedy show. And then, guys, I think I'm going to have my new special up very soon on samtriplee.com. That's all there. New t-shirts, bro. T-shirts of pure fire. They are there, and I can't wait to see them. Disobey. Yeah, how do they look, bro? I'm going. It's looking look good. Uh-huh. It's very millennial. Yeah. What do you mean it's very like millennial? Like it? Did like the obey? Yeah. It I is. love well, obey. Yeah. Like this. I do. Like, yeah. It's meant to be like kind of playing off that for sure. But, and you can get those in different colors: black, white, and gray. Yeah, those are all great local celebrities available. Ah, uh, why such a sheep? Those the, are available. Is the chicken headed snake got out yet? Oh. It is not yet. Oh, I can't wait for that one. Really? <laughs> yeah, it did. Oh. dude, that's a trip, man. That's I, a weird one. I like that shirt. I that's might a, make that a pre uh, limited, limited edition. edition. Okay. But I also like it. I like, dude. I like them all. It's a killer shirt, Johnny. I, dude, I like it. I'm telling you, I just think it's a trip. I'm glad, we covered, up your, I'm glad we covered up your genitals. <laughs> His genitals were in it to begin with. And or lack of genitals. Yeah, yeah. he just let you smooth like a okay, Kindle. Okay, enough of this. <laughs> Guys, uh, support the show. Love us. Love you. Mm. We love you. We ho- I hope to see you in Marietta. Okay. And I also want <laughs> to see you in uh, Vegas for the Big 500. Now, just so you know, if this thing sells out real quick, I'm playing something special on the uh, 15th. So it might be Friday, Saturday. Buy extra we'll tickets. We'll see. So uh, everything's coming together. So this Friday, grab your tickets. Uh, this is a very important show we did. We did. Uh, we had some people who were trying to work with homeless veterans on how to stop the 22 suicides a day that are going on God bless every day. And it's a, it's a very interesting talk, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, I will be gone for a week. So we will be dropping the Dallas Swarm Tank on you. So it will be a live show. You can see it, and you'll be able to watch it. I hope you guys uh, have a great week, and I'll see you when I get back. Enjoy the show. All right, super excited to get into today's episode, man. I've been wanting to do an episode on this. We're going to cover a whole lot of different subjects. Uh, two gentlemen are joining me today. They, they are 
they deal with uh, veterans affairs. And uh, I'm very excited to have him on. Uh, this guy's part of the swarm. We've been connecting a lot, talking, and finally glad we can get him in. Please welcome Chris Pacheco, okay, and his friend Robert Graves. How are you guys? Well, Pleasure. Good. Thanks for having us, man. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Thanks for being the best dressed ever in studio. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Hey, I, I wanted to represent, you know, and I, I wanted, at least if the show bombs, at least say that guy was good looking. Brother, there is no bomb. <laughs> Even when we think it's a bomb, we're always blown away by how much everybody likes it. So there is zero possibilities of that happening. So uh, to relieve yourself of any kind of pressure like that. No. So uh, for those who may not be familiar with you guys and what you're doing, can you tell us a little bit about yourself yeah. and then uh, what you guys like to do? Yeah, so my name's Chris Pacheco, like I said. So I'm a mortgage loan officer. So that's what I do for my day-to-day um, Marine Corps veteran from 2014 to 2018. Um, you know, I just have worked in the, the veteran space, met Robert at USC. We did an MBA program for veterans. So he's a lot older of a Marine. No offense, brother. Um, a lot, than me. Right. A lot and, uh, older. Looks great. You know, like, I don't uh, even want to know what a lot older no, is no, to no. you. I didn't mean that. He's a, he's a more mature Marine, <laughs> uh, a, a previous generation Marine. Um, but yeah, just um, I live in Orange County and you know, I work with, I do a 90% of my business is VA loans. So um, kind of the inspiration behind us talking and everything was, you know, getting very intimate conversations with veterans on a daily basis because, you know, I'm handling their finances. And, you know, the stories, as we'll, we'll touch on, are mind blowing, like just, you know, where they're at. And there's a lot of common denominators. Perfect. And that's the kind of stuff we wanted to bring. But, um, yeah, Robert? Ma- yeah, go ahead, Robert. A uh, 10 year Marine Corps veteran. Uh, I stepped on the Yellow Footprint September 11, 2000, and was in 29 Palms. When the, the towers crashed, uh, I came out. <clears throat> I was I was in this ambiguous uh, wave of what do I do now? I was court-martialed, which if you're court-martialed, it um, it tends to turn into a felony on on this side of the world. But I was court-martialed with a uh, with an honorable discharge. I had a security clearance. I ended up getting a six-figure job, and uh, what ended up happening from there is that. When I wanted to get into education, um, that's when the court martial caught up. But I'm able to vote and all this stuff. So there's this still g- big gray line of what are my benefits and what can I do. So when I started reaching out to um, get my education benefits and get my ability to buy the home through the home loan and stuff like that, my friends were like, "Oh man, what, how are you doing all that stuff?" And so uh, I I joked with my wife. I said, "I'll write a book." Ended up writing a book. The book turned into, hey man, had I had this book three years ago, my life would be different. And that turned into Year of the Vet, which is my podcast on other veterans' transitions because um, the book was my six-year transition. So uh, then we learned about other transitions and that turned into learning about uh, the legislative aspect and you know finding myself at UCLA, which then got me into USC. And so this just built like life just put this building block of veteran advocacy right in front of me um which led me to to working with the dav disabled american veterans so well i I appreciate you guys coming on uh there's a lot involved in this conversation that i've been wanting to have for a long time uh about the military how we treat our our vets when they come home 
uh, the courting of vet uh, people to join the military uh, uh, compared to how they get treated after they're done. Mm. And we can say whatever you want about Bernie Sanders, and we can have that conversation <laughs> as well. But one thing I agree with him that he said, it's like if you could spend billions of dollars on war, you should be able to spend a, a lot of money on taking care of the people who send you to go fight. You know, And as much problems as I have, and I say this all the time, as much problems I have with the military industrial complex, I, I, I am very supportive of the people yeah. who I feel join for a couple reasons, uh, which is one, defend their country, and two, uh, to you know make a living and pay their bills and all that stuff, which are both honorable things to do, right? Yeah. I mean, like, I don't think anyone really has a problem with that. It becomes like, what are we do? Where are we sending our sons and daughters? Right. And what are they doing when they're over there? And then when they come back, what are we doing to help them deal with that? Because in my humble opinion, war is not natural. And they, as much as they try to normalize it with movies and video games and all that stuff, I don't think war is natural. Right. I think it's uh, banker stuff, and uh, it's not really what we're built to do. I think we're built to love and have families and and do all that stuff. And when we we do this, uh, we we see and experience things. And then when we say we, I mean you guys, yeah. Because uh, I didn't go, but uh, these people experience uh, things that are shocking to the system and uh, and leave marks and have long lasting effects on people. Uh, and so, you know, I know this isn't a homeless con. Uh, conversation but i do feel like there's a big part of like our homeless situation is our vets man and what is happening to them it's like how can you tell how can we have these giant sporting events these giant uh, entertainment events showing love and respect to uh, you know people in the military yeah. and then we have just people on the streets who obviously were were veterans at some yeah. point and now they're somewhat sad i i it almost feels like a discarding, yeah, and which I, is traumatizing. And I wanted to say a disclaimer before. So I'm a newer veteran, 2014, 2018. So my platoons and my unit. So I, I was in amphibious tracks, so like beach assault stuff. Um, the the platoon before me. So if I would have joined a year before, I would have gone to Afghanistan, gotten shipped. Up. They were the last ones to go. So I only I basically just ported up rode on a ship from korea to thailand which is crazy to australia and that's a different type of the military because when you think of the military you're only thinking of guys going well, no, straight no, to the I, middle I, east I, you know i i don't think you need to make that disclaimer because yeah. that's not uh, really your choice like yeah, they, exactly. they send you where they send right you, right you yeah. would have gone wherever you want to go wherever yeah. they had sent you correct well, correct and i and i just wanted to say state that because there is a lot of uh um, what's the what's the word like f false valor, stolen valor, um, within the military? So I like to disclaim that. Like, how common for, is that? Oh, it's, like people it's, have balls to just say, "Hey, oh. I, this I did this. I was there without." Well, well you can buy ribbons. I mean, you can buy yeah. ribbons wow. PX. You can buy ribbons online. It's a great um, you YouTube know. hole, by the way. If you yeah. want to go down it, watch these guys get called out by actual yep. veterans. It's wonderful. Oh, it's it. it's guys who have said that they're Navy SEALs. Got look at the look at just the story of the guys who claim they shot Osama, right? Tim yeah. Osman. Um, that that <laughs> you know. I, 
I'm very aligned with you with everything military industrial commerce I didn't want to make that show about this I didn't want to scare Robert either you know so I don't know where he lines up he came and agreed last second to do this we don't have to get in any of that but like just the books that have been written like several books have been written of like oh I killed those Osama I killed Osama I killed these guys like fight over each other just like the astronauts fight over each other like who touched the first we have a real situation in this country not just in this situation but on many different uh, areas of uh, opportunism yes and people stepping into it and how there's not a lot of punishment for being caught you know putting out a false identity a fake story and all that stuff after the checks cash i mean what's done nothing i mean right. and that's kind of where we live in in, in our society we right. see it in a, a lot of people stepping in and telling stories that they never really lived right. and uh i don't know where we got where that became okay in our society uh i don't think it's okay i do not like liars and well I do you know not. imitation is the best form of flattery right so right. You know, you have to take that with a grain of sand because the majority of veterans out there are veterans who have right. done veterans. For sure, stuff. Right. for sure. So you know, there's always ten percent. We have we have that saying in the Marine Corps. There's always ten percent, right? And so we can't we can't uh, generalize a um, a movement over those that choose to take the free right. the free ride. You right. Know? Um, now, as it pertains to the homeless uh, situation and um, our veterans, kind of. You know, one first and foremost, I'm uh, I'm the furthest from political as possible, right? So, that, like, if I'm speaking, it's not from a political standpoint. What I want to say, and again, DAV is a nonpartisan, so I'm here as, as a friend, uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I said, you know, man, I can't represent DAV like that because we're X Y Z. However, what I want to say is this: there are thousands of military groups, veteran groups, nonprofits out there collecting money for something, right? Um, some of those individuals are uh, collecting money so they can buy, you know, flags to hand out for the veterans when they come back. You know, some of them are collecting money so they could, you know, take them on fishing trips or whatnot. There's a lot of money out there for these organizations. So as you brought up, like there's these big sporting events in XYZ. There's, a, there's money in different pots for different things. Right. Um, you know, one thing I like to break apart real quick for veterans who I talk to about their benefits, and, you know, just last year in 2020, um, DAV was able to get benef- or veterans connected with their service-connected benefits um, of up close to $2.3 billion, right? Why I say that is there's a pot of money that the VA allocates for this specific issue for individuals to improve and get their feet back under them so they can do their, so they can live independently, right? Um, If you're a veteran who is looking at the VA claims and service process as in that doesn't pertain to me because there's somebody with two legs blown off and I, I can still walk. No, 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 we've got, that's where we have to, you know, educate and say, no, this is also for you. You raised your hand, you said, I do solemnly swear to take a bullet to the face if it comes at me, and just so happens that you got to walk out of the military without taking a bullet to the face, right? That benefit is still for you. Those benefits for your children to go to school are still for your children. Those uh, caregiver benefits are still for, that is set in stone because you raised your hand, not because you got injured. 
it just so happens that we have ways to take care of our injured, ill, and sick veterans as well. So I, I got you. And I yeah. want you to know that this show, even though we have talked about those political thing, yeah. so, subjects, I'm not really interested in that right now. I mean, we can, but obviously that seems like something that you don't want to get into. Wait, no, but listen. I do. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> I understand. Listen, this guy I could totally talk. understand what you're saying. So I want to focus more on like, like yeah. how can we... I, I really, because for me, man, it's like whether it's like veterans or just human beings yeah. in general, it's like, how do we deal with what's going on in our streets, man? Yeah. And you know, the military thing is great because I have heard that. All right, I want to tell you about our friends at American Home Shield. That's right, for 50 years, American Home Shield has protected household budgets from the unexpected, like a dryer that won't dry or an AC that's lost its cool. In fact, they help cover the cost of repair and replace parts of over 20 home system appliances when they wear out. No matter how old they are, service fees, limitations, and exclusions apply. See plans for details, guys. It's real simple. Here's what's going on, all right? Right now, to celebrate 50 years of providing homeowners peace of mind, you can take $50 off their most comprehensive plan ever. Go to a hs.com slash tin foil stop it right now to celebrate 50 years of providing home owners peace of mind you could take 50 dollars off their most comprehensive plans ever go to a hs.com slash tin foil okay tin foil now and save 50 dollars off that's a hs.com slash Tinfoil for $50 off any plan. Service fees, limitations, and exclusions apply. See plan for details. I would love to hear your conversation on like the VA and how we feel about yeah. the VA and how, you know, we could, whatever you want to say about Trump. And again, this, I don't really care to get political, but it's like I thought he streamlined a lot of stuff to make it easier for vets to get help. After they serve, like that's my whole thing. That's really what I want to get into. It's like, right. how do we help these vets who come home with all this stuff going on? What are the benefits out there for them to get taken care of? You know, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, like we could get into everything going on out there, but that's that show's been done on this show before, right. and it will right. be done again some other time. But for yeah. me, it's like, I'm just like, I, you know, these are people on the streets man and like i see how people treat them and it breaks my heart because those were babies at one point mm -hmm. they were little babies and something happened along the way and now they're on the streets and with no safety net and nobody's helping them and when it comes to the the va and the, i mean when it comes to veterans it's like something happened man yeah. like some something trauma some trauma or something happened where they where some people you know you hear about oh he's in the military everything's clean everything's tight the house is clean everything and he takes what he learned in the military and he applies it to his life right. but then there's some people who come back and it's just like that they can't function in mm -hmm. society after whatever they see you know there was a video out about like some of the things that were seen in war and it you know disappeared for whatever reason um but it's like it's traumatizing mm -hmm. and like where do we go with that well how do we how do we get the word out to help people yeah. because you know a big thing is like and i'd love to talk about this 22 people a day thing or 22 yeah. like that's a real thing man yeah. I, I you know i had two friends 
uh, in comedy over the last couple of years who like just committed suicide, right? Mm -hmm. That's two people mm -hmm. in a in the, like the last three years, two. Mm -hmm. We're talking 22 people a day who served, who are taking their lives. Uh, what is going on here? Yeah. Like, how do we deal with that? What do we talk about? More, like, where do we start? More dead bodies here for milita former military personnel than ever died overseas during the Iraq and Afghan war. Um, and I wasn't going to mention too. So we were volunteering over at a chapter for the DAV and they, they meet up at the uh, VA hospital. What is that? Like the federal hospital in West LA. Yeah. So, so I took so it's right next to the city of Brentwood, and mm -hmm. you know Brentwood as affluent as yeah, it is we west west miles of just homeless veterans, uh, veterans just walking around mindlessly through the VA, what is it the compound that mm -hmm. they have there? Um, I mean I'm hearing guys from other VA guys that I'm working with, of guys taking their own lives at the VA mm -hmm. hospitals. I've heard of that so as well. It's mm -hmm. it's insane. And I, you had touched on something earlier, Sam, that you were saying about Bernie, not to get political, but he was saying, why don't we, like, why aren't there more opportunities? Why aren't there money? And I wanted, one of the baselines that I wanted to talk about on the show is that it is available. It's not necessarily the government that is holding these guys back. It's the individual themselves. And granted, there's some things that they have to work through, but ultimately it comes down to, there's a choice as well to be made, to want to get help, to that go and get that help. Thing. You so, know, the uh, the solution is for individuals that have the ability to listen to podcasts and you know YouTube and do all their own research, um, that have connections to friends like you know myself and Chris, that they listen and they hear that their the help is in getting involved with the service organizations. Uh, you mentioned Legion earlier. I'm with DAV. You've got AMVETS, American Veterans. You've got Veterans of Foreign Wars, VFW. You've got, you know, the VVW, the Vietnam Veterans. There's these groups that are set in stone that have been here since DAV's been here for 100 years, right? Where um, we have a process of, one, getting individuals service-connected. Uh, and, and, you know, through the chapter work, they have homeless stand-downs and veteran stand-downs where they open it up to the community and maybe, you know, for three days straight, they have processes to, one, get their service claims connected. Service claims is uh, getting, when you, when you say you're service connected, it means that you've gone in to get, um, taking care of all the injuries, the illnesses or the wounds that you've served or uh, suffered through while in service. That means like if you twisted an ankle and, you know, six years later, it, it turns into uh, chronic arthritis, right? That's, that's because you twisted an ankle while doing a, a ruck march or, you know, some type of MMA training or something like that. Backs, uh, you, you, uh, some common stuff is uh, tinnitus from shooting uh, rifles. These are, these are little things that add up that individuals can now put a monetary buffer between them and the streets. I say it all the time. If you get service connected, it's the difference between being on the right side of the tracks and the wrong side of the tracks. I could not have, me personally, could not have taken care of my family while in school if it weren't for my service connected injuries. Now, not everybody gets out and they're you know, service connected. Not everybody's gonna get 100%. I mean, let, let's just put it like this. A 10% service connection might be a $200 paycheck. 100% service connection is a $3,500 paycheck, right? And this is for life tax-free. And so if you can give yourself a buffer between being broke and poor and not feeding your kids and then, you know, having that ability, might as well 
go in there and see what you can get. If you're service connected, right? If you're service connected in California, you can your kids can go to a, a Cal State for free. Any public college, uh, UC start. Yeah, Cal State, Long Beach, Cal State, LA. It's a lot of money. That's yeah, it's a lot of money. So a lot of savings. Right there, right there off the bat, there's there's another way to pro provide and protect for your family. Um, but what's not happening is we're not we're not put. Going back into the very start of COVID, when everybody's like, oh, shit, we're all going to die. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. Everybody who's 60 and above is dead tomorrow, right? We had no idea. So Kamala Harris's people, before she was uh, the vice president-elect, they said, um, hey, what's this going to do to your population? So I had to do a background search. Okay, let's take off all of our 60 and above members. We would have lost 80% of our membership. 80% of our members in DAV are 80 or 60 and above. That means that our legislative voice uh, crashes. That means that the individuals who are in the streets doing the, the outreach, that crashes. So what it is is that I, my, me, I have to figure out how to get my generation involved to say, hey, it's because the reason that we have the VA loans, the, the ability to get Band-Aids from the VA, um, free federal and state park entrance, whatever it is that we get as a, as a benefit or a compensation was because some other veteran before me sat in a room and said, this is a problem, yeah. right? And not only did they say it's a problem, they went through the legislative process to go fix it. So when I hear stuff like, you know, Trump sped this process through, I think of 60 vets sitting in a room that like put that bill into order, right? There are people that are making this happen on the back end, people like Chris and myself, and that's what needs to happen. There needs to be more outreach because what we're doing is we're sitting around saying, oh, they got it. Oh, they got it. Oh, you know, uh, Village for Vets, they got it. We don't have to do anything. And so they don't got it. They, they're a group who cares with four working people, right? Sam, if I may comment too, like just a little, I'm gonna keep it concise as possible. My like history, I was a college dropout from Cal Poly, just stoner, kind of shithead. Uh, mom kicked me out at 20, ended up in Santa Ana, living out on my car for about two months. You were talking about the marketing for uh, recruiting. Right. They have the, the military has the best recruiting right. uh, tactic. Free food, free rent. Yeah. I was gone. I fought the dragon. I, I, I remember that the one? Dragon. The slaying Marine. of the dragon, the, the Marines. I fought the dragon. And then um, I bought into the propaganda and everything, man. Um, but I, um, so I, I was able to, you know, still do my, my Marine Corps tasks, tough, a lot of hours. Got my bachelor's degree while I was in, demonized for it while I was getting it. Then I was put up on like literally on a on a pedestal for doing it. Hey, teach all the other guys how to get their degrees. Two months later, I was at SC, started a digital marketing business while I was in. So there's a lot of opportunities. And you were talking about Trump and streamlining stuff. He actually with his with a bill that was passed during his time because he he became elected halfway through my Marine Corps. And we thought we were going to war for sure. Like Trump going, we're going to war. Um, he was able to relieve all of my student debt that I had from Cal Poly from like $16,000, you know? So, you know, I got a hundred percent disability as well. And I, I feel a sense of gratitude and almost like guilt. Cause I'm going over here to the American Legion. I'm going over here to the Marine Corps. League. I'm going over here to veterans ministry. I'm talking to some hardcore recon marines that went through um and not just marines seals through the jungles of vietnam through korea 
saw a World War II veteran on Friday. And I'm just like, I saw nothing. And then it hurts me so bad to like know that somebody went through like harder stuff than I did. And that's kind of like part of like my energy of like, okay, how can I give back as much as possible for something that's given so much back to me? And we, I mean, in our class, I was like one of the younger guys in the MBA course. We, there's some crazy stories of guys who have recouped their life, you know, after struggling with some things. Do they all get the same benefits? Like if you were in World War II and you were in Vietnam, it does not matter? Uh, yes and no, right? Okay. Um, I would say 98% yes. Not up until last year, though, uh, he and I were able to get um, uh, dependent benefits where uh, our, our wives or our husbands could get money for taking care of us since they no longer can have a full job, right? So the Caregiver, the caregiver Act was put into place so that the benefits that we received as post 9-11 uh, vets was also extended to Vietnam vets, but that wasn't, I mean, and, and World War II and Korea vets. So when, here's a, here's a good fact, right? Um, something that got me really engulfed in the legislative process is this. It wasn't until 2020 last year that Operation Blue Water came into effect, which means that if you served on a ship on the coast of Vietnam, and were affected by the planes coming back with Agent Orange, yeah. oh, um, Agent you weren't Orange. allowed to get uh, compensated or treated yeah. at the VA. Uh, I mean, you were able to get treated, but you weren't, it was not considered a uh, combat-related combat yeah. illness because wow. you were on a ship Damn. outside of yeah. Vietnam. But again, legislative, there was a bunch of you know, crusty old guys and women that were right. like, hey, this ain't right, let's make this right. And so not until 2020, 40 years later, were Vietnam vets who were on those ships able to be, you know, classified as Vietnam vets that had been that's gone a, through that. That's yeah. a long fight. And being, so, and, and being on ship is a but trip, it's a fight. too. Oh, yeah. All right, everybody, I want to tell you about our good friends at CBD Line. That's right, CBD Line, one of our oldest sponsors on the show, longest-running sponsors on the show, and we love them very much. You know, these stressful times, you need tools in your tool belts, and no one can help you more than CBD Lion. I mean, they got everything. They got vapes. They got they got gummy. You Like, they got those new gummies that the lemon you Lemon ones? Come on, nothing is better than lemon. Dude, nothing's better than lemon, lemon gummies, okay? They, they also have the uh, new melatonin slumberberry variety. Pack, which I've heard is pretty cool. A variety pack, man. And that's what we're talking about, dude. They are the best of the best. I love them very much. They always come to my live shows and support. And here's what's really great, okay? They, they have everything you need, man. They're All their products are third-party tested, all right? They even have a quick little survey, quick quiz you take that'll help you with deciding which product is best. They got everything, man. They got everything. Pre-rolls. Pre-rolls of hemp flour. They got new strains of hemp flour. They got uh, lemon gummies, variety pack gummies, melatonin gummies, all this. Fun games CBD. Does it beat that? I don't think so. I love them. Every time they come to my shows, I hug them. I hug them. I try to kiss them. They're like, no, it's not, not like that, bro. <laughs> And if you like that and you want to help out the show and you want to help our sponsors, just go to cbdline.com and enter the promo code TINFOIL, okay, to get 20% off. That's cbdline, like the animal.com, coupon code TINFOIL. Check them out. We won over 2,000 positive reviews. This stuff works. Give them a try one more time. Just go to cbdline, enter the coupon code TINFOIL to get 20% off.
So, I mean, my question is this. It's like, you know, going back to the 22, that, you know, we're losing here. Is, is there been any research done that you guys have seen that, like, is there a characteristic of, the, uh, of somebody who's doing this? Let me ask, who do you think's doing it? If you had to give you had, the spectrum of veteran, the spectrum of veteran. Okay. Um, if I had to guess, it would be older male, um, like in their 40s or 50s, or maybe earlier, maybe people who've come, uh, one or two people, like people who just come back from combat, and then people who have been like fighting illnesses for a long time. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, um, Research coming back is showing that our Vietnam vets, our um, Vietnam Korea vets, our older vets who have lost family and um, who are on uh, uh, set, um, what's the word? Uh, income. income things, fixed incomes, fixed income. right? Uh, shit's going up, they yeah, can't afford it no more. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and so, um, guys sure. saying, I mean, that generation came back. There's still Vietnam vets to this day who will not classify themselves as veterans because they were treated so badly on the on the back end. That's crazy. Right? So when they came, back. When they came yeah. back. And so when they came back, I mean, and that's why we do a lot of yeah. stuff for our Vietnam veterans currently. And like I think uh, that you just had an episode on Kent State. They that, that wasn't that a thing where they were throwing the ribbons inside the the guys were throwing the ribbons. Yeah, there inside. there was a yeah. a large uh anti-war movement yes. that I think yes. You know, if they looking back, they were most one hundred percent. That sounded very Bill and Ted's right there, but it like one hundred percent focus on the wrong people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and to continue the conversation, I mean, it's across the board. Suicides going from our our fresh vets coming out to our oldest vets leaving, right? But there is there's research and studies going into it. Research and studies are fine, right? And it, it helps us educate and have the conversation. But again, what what needs to happen is we never stopped. Look, I swear to protect and serve, right? That stuff needs to carry on on the back end. However, what's going on is individuals, uh, and I pulled this out. This is, I, I didn't mean to bring this and it's not a plug, but How to Grow a Beard, A Military Transition Guide Back to Civilian Life, right? That's the book I wrote. And I I pulled it out because something we were talking about got me thinking about identity, right? What happens is um, when Marines come out, they're so tied up in being, look, man, I'm a Marine. I'm a Marine. I'm a Marine. And they get locked up in that identity um, where being locked into the identity is the quickest way to fail because there's no like – there's no fluctuation of I am also a hard worker or I'm an electrician or I'm a father or I'm a Christian, right? Yeah. There's no separation between I am this service member and you deserve I, – I'm supposed to have this job. I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to have these benefits. I'm supposed to have this job. I was told that I would have a six-figure job coming out. And then when they get out, the reality of not having a mentor, not having somebody to turn to as a, quote, battle buddy, not having a resource, right? If, you don't, if you're not resourceful in, you're not going to be resourceful out. Right. So you have to find somebody who's resourceful if you don't have that resource. And, you know, we have this process called uh, tap and tamp. I think it's changed now, but uh, transition assistance program. Essentially, we have about five days in the military to figure out how to transition to be a civilian. There's a buddy of mine, Drew Lucas. He was shooting bodies 
two days before he got out. Whoa. Right? Two days before he got out. That dude has gone through some astronomical demons. Yeah. Right? And, you know, we just, I, I found him, I saw him pop up on Instagram. I was like, bro, you're live. What's up, man? Are you in town? When that happens, when we, when we have those friends that had to have those quick transitions, what I've seen, me personally, is that they have the hardest time. The quicker you have the transition from being in the sandbox to being back, uh, uh, quote, civilian, and having to deal with this, that's hard, right? The, the, the people who've been in the military the longest, the, the 30 years coming out, that's hard. You go in as a 17-year-old kid, maybe 18, maybe 20, right? And then you live that whole life of being, whether it's four or 20 years, all you know is that. Then you come out here and you expect that that transfers over into the, the workforce, and it doesn't. Me, myself, I was told to put a leash on it. You're not a Marine anymore. And I lost my, I, the one thing I thought you hired me for yeah. is and gone. This, this reminds, I mean, not to compare it, but yeah. this is kind of like my homies that go to jail, prison. Yeah. They come yeah. out and they don't know. They don't, you it's, leave from like this, this it's exactly thing to, to going back. Yeah. It's the same institutionalized. You should compare that. It's institutionalized. Yeah, institutionalized. Yeah, they, they love it. Some of them want to go back. They're like, I don't want. I, I get. Oh. I know what to do every day. We have those conversations. Those guys, imagine wanting to go back Unreal. to kill yeah. and or be killed, and the, and it's atrocious. You ask any veteran, hey, how was Iraq? It's freaking miserable. You know, I I was watching a, a project for New American Century. They literally had the Halliburton contract Dick Cheney guys across the street in the green zone living awesome and the marines were across the street with 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 uh with contaminated water that Halliburton was paid billions of dollars to keep clean imagine that and i wanted to I, I couldn't agree more on all that dude i just want to talk about that like <laughs> yeah. for me a big issue is like the you know when we talk about military budget it's like you know it's like how much of this is actually going to the boots on the ground yeah. are going to take care of our vets and stuff like that when we you know when we looked at the beginning of the iraq and uh, afghanistan war we yeah. saw you know vehicles that weren't prepared for what was going on over right. there you're like but how's that not when we spent so much money right. on it? And that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's like, how much of the contract is going to the actual personnel that have to go boots on the ground compared to the contract to the make a, a make a, a weapon or a vehicle that might or might not be right. used? That seems to be what is really my big issue with the military right. industrial complex is that they're just constantly ramping up what their uh, budget is. But are they... Is, does that does that equal better conditions for the boots on the ground people? I mean, I know that the vehicles for sure have there has been a, a transformation. And I think there was a, a huge and correct me if I'm wrong, Robert, if there's been a huge outcry for like, hey, how do we make these vehicles safer? How yeah. do we make these things safer? I know. Um, so I was in amphibious assault vehicles. So those things were blowing up like all the time, right, in Iraq. And they, they don't even have, they're not, they were tracked vehicles. Now they got the V form. They got vehicles that EIED, the explosive devices and stuff. So I think that the, I think the conditions as far as like the individual boots on the ground is getting better. What do you think, Robert? When I went to Afghanistan, uh, I, I say all the time, we built Tent City. I, I, was, 
I built Tent City. I put sandbags together and, you know, there were no run, there was no running water. There's no laundry. So anything that's going on today is better than when I was there. So, you know, yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> so like, I yeah, you, I can't, you know, um, I trust in science, you know, so I hopefully that people are doing the right thing to to do the right thing. So can I and I want to piggyback on that because there was something that you asked earlier, like, is there a common denominator? Is there a commonality? Like, who are these guys coming? So I, this is this just happened to me a couple of months ago, actually. I had a guy who literally went to school, didn't know combat, did exactly what I did, no uh, no exposure to trauma or any type of war or anything, just took his life. About a week later, I know another Marine, another scout sniper that posted on his Instagram, uh, t Fairwinds brother, Valhalla. And it's always, I oh, every time I see that, every time I, and it never fails, I don't go one week without some veteran posting Hey, uh, this brother, uh, rest in peace. Rest in peace, brother. I was like, man, he looks kind of young. I was like, hey, what happened? Killed himself. 90% of it is killed himself. 10% maybe a heart attack. He already had a pre-existing condition. 90% is killed himself. And I know for a fact, I was like, oh, did uh, they go to war? More and more, less guys are going and being exposed to that. So it's like, and the problem is still persisting. So like, one thing that I've noticed, Sam, is he, he touched on it, the, the identity factor. Um, these American legions, like these places where like you would think like these old guys go and hang out, those are becoming obsolete. So the culture of veterans has changed as well. They don't like staying in packs. They don't like staying in fellowship. Um, I'm, in the, I'm in the American Legion at San Juan Capistrano. So San Juan Capistrano, very sleepy town, 30,000. They didn't have a fire department before. The American Legion veterans were the volunteer fire department. So uh, there, there was a fire. The veterans, the old veterans, the old guys, they had their own jobs, would go and handle the fire. And I was like, Damn. this is insane. That this is, is crazy. Insane. I was like, you can't even get these guys off of fucking TikTok anymore, yeah. man. Yeah. Like, guys yeah. are watching yeah. nurses dancing around and shit. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, where is that culture? So part of me being involved with those groups as well as, as, well as Robert, we want to bring that culture. Yeah. Any veterans out there, because this is obviously a, a podcast that guys are listening to on devices. And I don't know if the old guys listen to this stuff, but the newer guys, if you guys are listening to this, please be a leader in your community. Like for, you always say from a legislative level, from a community level, be that leader from a, a community level because you never know whose life you might save. Yeah, I want to get, and I totally agree with that, man. I mean, it's like, you know, I, I'm in, I'm sober, I'm in sobriety, and you know, you get people coming into it, and you know, you start watching this change in them, and and I'm like, you know, you got to game plan this stuff, man. You got to, you know, it's like you don't just get in your car and drive. And it sounds like somewhat what's happening with the military is that when these guys get out, they're just getting in their car and driving without necessarily a. Um, uh, a destination to go so when you brought up that like you're no longer in the military what, what you know you're no longer a marine when you go to this job we don't need you to be a marine anymore what what is the psychological feelings going through there yeah man um first and foremost it's a it's a real punch to the chest right i mean, there is that tightness in your chest it's like oh something's happening here that's this is real and then you have this processing like well then why'd you hire me Right, because to be a Marine means to be efficient, effective, um, a go-getter, and you know, uh, self-starter. Right, 
but I mean, all that stuff, I can be all that stuff without being a Marine as well. So um, it, it took me some years. So my story is when that happened, um, I got into a, a pretty bad spot where I had to kind of have this talk with God and say, hey, I'm, I'm ready to do what I feel like you think I'm supposed to be. Now, when, when I went through that process, I ended up studying hypnotherapy and I had my master's in sports psych and stuff like that. But I learned about, um, about self-identity crisis. I, I, mean, I mean, it's deep because it goes in, anywhere, right? Infowars, like, um, you know, do you think that his identity is wrapped up in his, his show? Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Like, it, what is he without a show? And we saw, you know, we saw with um, uh, Serena, you know, with her knee injury, right? She was, or is it Venus? Which one had the knee injury? Yeah, she she got, she was like, I'm a tennis player. It's like, oh, well, you know, you have to find something outside of that. And right. not until she found out something outside of tennis was right. she able to get back into tennis. Right. When I was told I'm not a Marine, you know, there is this, like, very abrupt like you hit a wall what do you mean and then you have to do some self-evaluation of like then what am i if you didn't hire me to be this then like what am i even doing here and i'm okay because i've always had a psychological background but a lot of individuals don't have the tools to to pull themselves out of those moments right, right? what do you mean i can't be a ballerina anymore right like right. this is what i've been football players right so I, uh, I engage a lot with merging vets and players right here in Los Angeles, uh, MVP. Um, a lot of those guys are good friends of mine, but what they do is they brought in the professional player aspect as well as the veterans. We, we sit down, we work out together, and we do a, 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 an hour-long roundtable or a fireside talk because you have to understand some of those professional players have been playing Pop Warner since six, right? And then they get cut from the NFL at 34 and they're like, or 24, they're like, man, all I've been doing is playing football. What do I do? I went and got some BS degree, you know, in basket weaving. So <laughs> no, I those guys, that, those it's guys, a, it's very so similar. The very identity, similar. yeah, I mean, so we have to look at that as a number one yeah. um, process of welcome to the world. You are no longer this, but let me tell you what you are. Right. Let me show you what you what kind of value you do have. And so, you know, going back into the uh, getting involved with the VSO process, um, the DAV. Let me just touch on this. One thing we we try to get out there and educate is that one. Go get your claims and services taken care of. Right. Go get your benefits um, so you can have that monetary buffer. But then we have transportation programs where we go and get the vets from their houses take them to the VA themselves and then back home uh, for free of charge. So we're always looking for volunteers for that. But the legislative aspect as well, getting into the mind of my generation, the OEF, OIF guys and saying, you got to pick it up. We got to pick our, we got to yeah. pick the packs up yeah. and we got to put them on our backs because those, there was a story told to me by uh, an old Korean war tanker and he goes, uh, Hey man, America loves its uh, veterans at ebb and flow. When we came back from World War One, World War Two, we were heroes. They gave us houses, they gave us jobs. Yeah. You know, we got white picket fence. We got, you know, our wives that are here. You know, date my daughter, <laughs> right? All that stuff happened. Impregnated, right? And then, and then Korea. It was just kind of like a war. 
hey guys, you did a good job. Vietnam happened. Those guys yeah. got you know shit on and spit on. You couldn't. They couldn't get jobs. Right. They had to move out to the sticks just to get away from you know people who were beating them up. And then 9/11 happens. We're back on top. You know, and but we're in this 20-year war. And people are getting tired of hearing, thank you for our service. Thank you for your service. Thank you for people don't want to hear that stuff no more. The, the Korean War tanker said, who do you think is going to take care of us when America stops taking care of us? It's going to be veterans. It's got to be yeah. veterans. It's got to be the people who understand why we are called veterans and why we're here doing these hard things, taking care of people who have given up on themselves. Yeah. Right? So, um, you know, and then on top of that, once we get their ear, we talk about employment. DAV has a, a, a collaboration with RecruitMilitary.com, and we get, we say, here's a buffer. Now here's a way to get some actual money in your pocket and have a better, decent job than what you're doing. And then we push employment or education benefits. And I mean, there is a slew of stuff out there for so much. Unfortunately, yeah, uh, there is a lot of homelessness yeah. going on. That doesn't mean there's not a lot of. Uh, yeah money or sponsorships or you know um I anything that's out there for them to improve I mean, their in, lives i mean in venice you can get a three three meals a day yeah three hots and a cot yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and, the money's there and i think that that that's a misconception i don't know if it qualifies as a psyop but that organizations try to push upon trying to get more money like hey take care of our vets there's an abundance of opportunities there and i saw it firsthand even some of the guys, Sam, that I'm still, I'm this Wednesday, I'm going to the OC Fair with a Marine I serve with. He just got hired as a LA City Fire, and he's thanking me, like, dude, I'm so happy that you kicked my ass to get myself into college when I was still in the Marine Corps. I don't know where I'd be now. Like, and there, and, and I see the other ones that they wanted to go get blacked out drunk instead of study at night. Yeah. Uh, they're that, struggling. That you know what I'm saying? Though. That, that happens anywhere. So. Um, and I, I wanted to comment too, um, you know, the identity thing, w Sam. So I, so I'm, I'm also sober as well. I, have, I haven't drank since December 24th of 2016, huge enhancer. My dad passed away when I was 17 from drinking, from alcoholism. So I was going down that slippery slope too. And I was an insomniac, wouldn't sleep for five days straight, get blacked out drunk Saturday and Sunday. I had like this condition where if I could only sleep when I was drinking. It was bad. And I did that almost my whole entire Marine Corps career. It was the spirituality aspect though. And I'm not trying to push religion. I'm not trying to push my, I just choose like, I think the last guy I talked, he's like that my team is Christianity. My team is Christianity, but they have to find some type of higher power. It's already been proven time and time again. You put your identity in the military branch that you served in, on the ribbons that are on your chest, on the team you played with, with the NFL players, 85% of them going broke after their careers are done. Uh, it's all failing. And, uh, and, but nobody's like, I feel like nobody's talking about because Christianity and spirituality is kind of demonized. I mean, I'm a, I'm a three times a day meditator. Um, and, you know, I, I read, I, I educate myself. I try to bring that health aspect, but it is a sacrifice of time well, that's, and leisure that's a big as well. Thing. That's you know? a big thing. And you got you to gotta make change for change to happen, you know, and we can get into all the stuff going on with, uh, you know, in our pers uh, what is perceived going on in our world right now and all that stuff. Because I, um, 
I see it happening, you know, with the demonization of certain things and certain people and certain ways of believing. And that's all to get us all to fight with each other. Right. I mean, that's, that's, you know, ultimately for me, it's uh, live and let live. And, uh, you know, just, you know, you want the only person to come to save you is yourself. You got to. And even when you apply here, like you can't save somebody who doesn't want to save themselves. Right. They got to want to pull themselves out of the situation. You know, it's like you help somebody. You know, you give some, I, you know, sometimes I, I like to help people who are, are going through stuff all around here, right. you know, and I, you hand them a couple bucks and I ask them their names and I, and I always say, man, nobody's come to save you. You got to save yourself. Mm -hmm. dude. And that's like me. I like, I had a really bad drug problem and I had to get out of my own way. I, I, and nobody was going to do it for me. I had to do it for myself. And, yeah. um, with it, you know, the vets and stuff like that, there's a lot of trauma on top of trauma on top of trauma of mm -hmm. all the stuff going on. And it's tough, man. And, you know, I want to get into a couple things with the VA and the, and the prescription medication that's yeah. being handed out left and right. If you're okay with that. I mean, so, you know, I think we all need... I, not to get political, but we all want to discuss like what healthcare, what is good. I think we all agree right. that we need a system that people don't go broke with trying to take care of themselves, right? Like, you know, it shouldn't cost you a hundred million dollars to get your heart fixed, right? Or something like that. I'm sure that's not what, what it was. Was that movie where uh, they, Justin Timberlake was in it and they came and took his took his heart? He like paid for it and they. <laughs> I don't know. No, oh, they re yeah. they repoed his it heart. It was probably called repo oh, or something like that. That's so funny. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they would repo it. But, uh, but <laughs> give me that. As I, I I go, is there stuff that we could do to the VA that would help the process, the stream it? I mean, there are a lot of people that the VA is, you know, trying to help. So that's a, a that's an issue, but. Is there things that could be done different that, to, at the VA that could help people? Look, um, so, again, uh, playing the DAV VA card, uh, one of the, the v for me personally, I've had two knee, two shoulder surgeries from the VA, and, uh, and I have been on the phone on hold and driven to the VA to go talk to the person I'm on hold with. <laughs> <laughs> However, you know, you know, when it's when it's all said and done, they, I feel like they have our best interests in mind. Um, you know, they're trying. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of volume to deal with. It's a lot of volume, and you know what? There's a if you go into a VA, there's a lot of moving parts in there, and yeah. so I think realistically, um, if there was an answer on how to improve the VA, it would just be uh, more individuals in the community educating on what's out there. So like, um, for instance, there's, um, if, if I went to the VA, there's the ability to go to, uh, activities director and get myself involved with stuff like, uh, the winter sports clinic, which is something that we have at DAV, but we send veterans to Colorado to go learn how to be physical going down mountains or ice skating or, you know, bobsledding, stuff like that. And that's a week-long free clinic to get individuals off the couch back into motion, right? Um, the same with our uh, our National Disabled Veterans Golf Clinic. Um, out here, we've got I, – I, in California, we team up with um, uh, Angel City Sports and get them veterans to help um, coach children with disabilities, right? So uh, our next DAV California, our next convention will be – um, fostered around adaptive athletes. So 
that's just one portion. But then you've got the women's health uh, clinic. Then you've got the family readiness clinic. Then you've got, I mean, there's so many, people don't even understand. If you're having, and this is for everybody listening, if you're having an issue with your doctor and you, or you don't feel like you're being listened to or heard, go to the ombudsman, go to the, uh, the VA clinical workers that are there um, to be the buffer between you and your provider because you may be right. Maybe you are getting, I always say this, look, the people who work at the VA are just like you and I. There are people who have families, they you know, had to get gas this morning, they went to Starbucks and they didn't have the vanilla latte, whatever it was, right? There are people that are having everyday problems they're not some special person. However, I understand that they're in a world of service, right? They're in a world of customer service. And sometimes we get frustrated because we don't have good customer service. But if the VA had the opportunity to go again, educate all of that's within their walls, I think that would help the conversation of like, what is available for me? And nobody goes to the VA, long Chris. No, no, nobody no, no, goes no. to VA when things are going great, right? Nobody right. Like, shows up going, I bowled a 300, just wanted to let yeah. everybody know that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say the same thing about, like, you know, the city count, city hall. Like, yeah. you always go to city hall and right. everybody's getting sued or, like, paying yeah, a traffic ticket. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like chaos, man. Yeah. So it's the, it's the best they could do at that point. Chris, what would you want to say? I, I, I wanted to chime in. Um, and this one probably aligns with some of, like, the, the big pharma episodes that you've gone that, that have been talked about on this show. Now, when I got out of the military, um, I had the problems with anxiety. I had my jaw broken, several injuries just from training. So it's, you know, I worked in heavy equipment. It was dangerous, right? So the VA said, okay, we're, we're going to need you because of your injuries to take eight of these prescriptions. Just like that, like boom, 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 one for sleep, one to not feel uh, um, drowsy during the day, one so that you don't get arthritis in your ankles, and I, I was like, and these this are just is like cr- injuries from like working out, right? It's just, not like you said you never didn't go like on combat. Yeah, so this no, is just, just like from like training yeah, operations and whatever. And, and they working. want to give you all that. For yeah, that? and like I am, I was like, my wife was just basically like, no, like we're gonna find other solutions. And at this time, I had already stopped drinking, so that helped my sleep a lot. And that's what I struggled with the most. And the biggest prescription that's being handed out there is Ambien. It's it's the sleep meds. It's yeah. the most prescribed medicine in America, and not and it doesn't go different for veterans. A lot of veterans struggle with sleeping, and even just the science of sleeping. I like all the nutrients and the fruits that you get from your subconscious and your REM sleep. So I got into CBD. I got into cannabis, and I was actually when we were at SC. Um, I actually started the first cannabis organization for USC. And we worked with the uh, School of, of Sociology. And I was exposed to, there's veteran groups out there, Weed for Warriors, uh, the Veteran Cannabis Coalition, some smart dudes, way smarter than me, just exposing just the horrors of Big Pharma and the VA together. I was talking to a heroin addict, a former heroin addict today, Sam. And I asked him, I was like, yeah, I'm going on this show. We were talking about, and we started talking about Big Pharma. He's like, yeah, man, the opioids and all that is crazy out there. Um, and I was like, man, I was like, you know what's crazy? Imagine you as a, drug, uh, as a drug addict. He's like, you had to pay for the drugs, right, from like a dealer and stuff, like on the streets. And he's like, oh, yeah. I was like, well, do you think that it would have been harder to quit if you got it for free? And just had to walk into a place and just get the refill of the of the prescription. He's like, dude. He's like, he's like, is that what's going on? It's all free. I'm like, oh yeah. I'd be dead. I would be dead. I would. Uh, I have. 
No, I, I, I lean into all my vices. So if it was free, I mean, sometimes <laughs> I think like the only thing that, that stopped me from going completely nuts is that I didn't have the money to totally indulge in it. So I, as much as I would if it was just free all the time. So, you know, we got a short time left yeah. here because I know we got time restraints. What can we do from a spiritual point of view for our vets? How, what can we do moving forward to help these guys just get out of their own way? Because I think it's very important. I mean, like, you know, I'm going to ask a real question. Was, you know, and this could be a hard one. Is there a time when you're serving where you're like, what the fuck are we doing right now? Like, is there a time? Like every day. <laughs> every day. No, no, it's not. In the Marine Corps, just th so there's different branches. Being in the Marine Corps, it sucks. They call it the suck for reason. You ever seen the movie Jarhead? Why yeah, the yeah. Marines? Why did you join the Marines, not the Navy or the uh, Air Force? I always right? ask that. Why the, the Marines? I, 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 I'll give to my take To fight the first. dragon. Yeah, to fight the dragon. The propaganda. <laughs> you always known it. You always known it as the most badass branch. Mm -hmm. You always wanted to get the title. And it's crazy. It's all hand-me-downs from the army. The army gets all the badass stuff. Like, really? I was eating. I was eating uh, um, meal MREs, which are like packed meals yeah. that have an exp that were past the expiration date. And so I, do they do that to tough you guys out? Is so that done on purpose to tough you guys out? Because if you guys I are number know, like. The I, I mean, I don't know what it is. And the vehicle, all the vehicles, vehicles were former army. And then all the army cats that we went to SC with, they were like, they, they were all telling us, oh, yeah, we had like the meal ready to eat was supposed to be for one day. They had one that lasted the whole week. I was like, I never even heard of that shit. Yeah, no. Air conditioned vehicles. Like, I'm just like, what? I was there like, was Are you a, fucking kidding we me? We had a saying in our <laughs> unit, if you can't duck it, fuck it, right? <laughs> if you can't put some duct tape on it, it goes. But. You know, um, it, it's that that all throws back to budget, right? Budgeting, we we get thrown in with the department and the navy, and the navy, it's blah blah blah. So, but um, I I uh, I joined because my best friend a year prior joined, and I was I lost this. I thought I was going to get a scholarship. Long story short, it didn't happen. So I was like, I'll join the Marine Corps. Uh, changed my life, but. Yeah, when you talk about what are we doing here? I mean, we're out there in yeah. 29 Palms, like raking sand, sweeping, <laughs> sweeping, uh, you know, it, sand off of sandy. I mean, it's just like, why? Why are we doing sand off it's, of sand? It, it, I'm trying to mop the ocean. They right? call, yeah. Don't step on the sand. But when you but, were in yeah. Afghanistan building the bases, were you? Yeah. Because I, I did, listen, dude, I always felt very guilty. My grandpa, my uncle were in the middle. My uncle, my great uncle died in World War II yeah. at 21 years old yeah, yeah. in Germany. I, I, you know, I, I'd be lying to you if I say I didn't have a little part of me that was super guilty that I didn't do it. Yeah. You know? So, like, when I got asked to do USOs, even though my act was not right, I was like, <laughs> I'm going to figure out a way to do 10 minutes of comedy that they'll enjoy that I don't have to, you know, that yeah. I, so I could give back in my little way, right? Yeah, yeah. So I would go to Afghanistan. I remember just looking around and going, what are we doing here right now? I'll tell you, man, um, <laughs> when, when Google Earth came out, I put a little, <laughs> my buddy and I, uh, on his... 20th birthday his friend sent us a listerine bottle of gin <coughs> and uh <laughs> and so he and i we like hiked about i don't know a quarter mile from tent camp and tent city and then uh i i pin that sometimes and i zoom up i start scrolling out and then you just notice that you were two kids in the middle of a desert that nobody knows about you know and that trips me out that's what trips me out is that 
like we we understood our mission he and i right we understood why we were there and realistically we didn't right uh i mean none of us do right none of us really know the big picture um but we knew what we were there for and then um to just scroll out again and there being 15 of us in our shop just kids 18 year old kids man um but i think that that throws into some of this identity issue on the back end right when people find out what they were really you know supporting um and what they were really doing that does throw some people through the um internal like is this right or wrong kind of stuff right but um all in all when it's all said and done people want to go back in because of the camaraderie people want to go back in because it's it you know, there's a little to, to get that, that thrill of fighting wars, but not everyone's a warfighter. I would say 99% of the military is not on the front lines, period, right? We are a self-sufficient uh, entity. The Marine Corps, we have our own electricians. We have our own, I mean, you know, we've got our docks with the Navy. We've got our own plumbers. We've got our own chefs. We've got, I mean, we are self-sufficient. So when you come out, if you can't be part of that self-sufficient crew, it, it does turn into a problem. Then I asked... Uh, if it's like that, then why would you leave as a Marine? Because I know yeah. well, my my my, uh, my sister's yeah. husband. He's gonna. He says I'm here till the end. Like yeah, I'm yeah. here till I till I get my to the all the time. So I understand if it's so much love, and yeah, I mean it's yeah. obviously some of it's shitty. Can yeah. you go back? Like if you leave, can you like say you don't Sometimes. like it? Yeah, yeah, you can. Sometimes there's like certain parameters you have to still qualify like physically, but. I'll tell you the re- big reason I left when I figured out how much I was making an hour. It was less than minimum wage yeah. because of the hours. There's Damn, no like you don't dude. go home at a certain hour. It's training operations. You. I you mean, yeah, I'm idea. not saying it's easy. He, yeah. he, he's, it's, he's tough. He's on the boat a lot. Yeah. His I, life, yeah. I, I, we have to wrap this up real quick. I'm sorry because yeah, people no have time restraints, but I'm just going to ask this one last I'm sorry. No, dude, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> I, no, dude. I, I want to get you out in time. and no, I, 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 I didn't mean it like like I, it was a bad thing. I appreciate I'm you coming you. on the show. Um, but one thing I want to talk is like from a spiritual point of view, like how can we help from a spiritual point of view, our veterans. Like, what can we say to them? What can we do for them? What can we show them? Obviously, Chris is meditating all yeah. the time. But how do we get that? How do we pe- How do we get people to understand there's something bigger out there? Yeah. <clears throat> um, I hate to plug my stuff again, man. Uh, plug away, bro. Well, so I started Year of the Vet. Uh, a part, again, the book was my six-year transition. Year of the Vet was to get... Um, to get the story of other people's transition to say, hey, look, I too fell on hard times and I am an actor now or an actress or I'm an entrepreneur starting this or I'm a you know social media, mo- whatever it is, if you can see it, you can be it, right? So us, quote, successful veterans on the right side of the ground need to start reaching back out. On a spiritual level, we just need to reconnect, yeah. period, right? Um, you need to show people that they have the ability. Uh, there's plenty of individuals that have bounced back um, once they got connected to the resources that are out there. Again, we need to talk about the resources that are out there. www.davcal.org will take you straight to us. If you want to start a claim right now, www.davcal.org backslash claims, right? If you're on the national side outside of California, www.dav.org. No matter what, you're going to find information to help your life 
improve from where it is today. And so, and that's, that's the spiritual part, organic help, reaching back out to the community and saying, look, I wrote down here a mountaintop. I told all my, I told my vets, I don't want to be on the top of the mountain peak and then have to come back and tell you what it looks like. I want you to come and experience it with me. So I'm going to come in or I'm going to reach down. I'm going to tell you all that's out there. But just like you said, you got to go get it yourself, right? You can't, you can't want recovery if you don't want recovery. You can't be sober if you don't want to be sober. Guess what? You're not going to be with home if you don't want to not be homeless, right? So, but it's our job, even our, our civilian counterparts, to say, hey, did you know that there is help out there? When, it, when somebody's out there asking for change on the street, I, I might give them a dollar or two or five. I'll also give them my business card yeah. and say, hey, this is, it's time to go get changed up, to go get fixed up, you know? So that's, that's what I got. And uh, you ever seen like on like business websites, they'll have case studies of like success stories of like what they've done for their clients. So personally, like at the church I go to at Saddleback Church, like just in our veterans ministry, insane stories of guys who've like been lost in drugs, been lost in alcohol, lost their, their we didn't even get into the family unit of, the, of these veterans, high divorce rate, things like that. Al- a lot of alcoholism, very promoted. The stories that I hear though, Sam, I've seen the case studies right in front of my eyes, even in my own life, being on the brink of divorce, being an alcoholic, having that spiritual life, having that higher power, having saying, you know, Lord, take, take over my body, use me in some way, relieve me. The power of prayer is huge. Mm-hmm. If, if you're asking what you can do, Sam, pray for our veterans, pray that these guys have awareness. And for those veterans you see an opportunity please reach out to guys it's you're really a makeup of who you hang out with start hanging out with successful veterans uh, guys that you that have what you want and then you'll see how your life dramatically changes so it's dav.org that's dav.org i'm looking at the website right now uh if you're a vet and you need help Get help, man. Don't, you know, I mean, that's a big way I've been ending my shows lately. It's just like, reach out, man. It's time to reach out. Call somebody. Help somebody. That's how we do it around here. Guys, I'm very thankful you came on. Had a great conversation. I've always wanted to do an episode on this. So uh, I am honored and privileged. Uh, I will make sure I get any links you guys want to promote to your book, to your website, and uh, we will make it to your podcast. We'll make that happen. Guys, I hope you're doing well. Like I said, this Friday, the 500th episode tickets go on sale in Vegas, September 16th. I might be doing something interesting on the 15th as well. Can't confirm that until everything is moved to where it is. Uh, That is Friday. Tickets go on sale. We're working on some hotel stuff for everybody as well. If we know a bunch of people are coming into town, we're going to do it. Uh, I Like I said, I have a bunch of small show dates coming up to work on new material. If you're in the area, I'd love to see you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. I'll see you when I get back into town. I'll see you guys when I'm back. I'm going home for my 30th <laughs> reunion. I am old, uh, and we will do it again soon. I love you guys. Thank you guys for coming out. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. We go deep, homeboy. Open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning.
You just blew my mind. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack.